Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight and sharing part of your Thursday evening with us. I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and this is uh, our last show, our last live show from TV20. We've been talking about this now for several weeks and even for a few months, but this is June 25th, 2015, and our final live broadcast from KTMW TV20 uh, Studios in Salt Lake City. And unless God does a miracle, this is it. You know, uh, our first show was uh, show was on June 12th of 2008. Seven years that have sped by so fast we can hardly believe that it's been that long. And I'd also like to introduce our co-host and thank him, Earl Erskine. Thanks for having me again tonight on this last show. <laughs> on this last show and yeah. how, how, how much of a help. It's been awesome to have you here. Well, it's and been a joy been for part me. Of it. A pleasure. And, and of course be part some part of your show uh, on the on the Friday um, of uh, ex-mormon files That's as right. well yeah. so uh, for our viewers perhaps <laughs> who haven't been watching the past couple of times assure them that you're still going to be uh, broadcasting yeah. from the internet like yeah Polygamy, well, what love is this right in fact the Roku channel I actually picked up a Roku and was able to find my channel very easily so the ex-mormon files will continue to air uh, We'll have a new broadcast every week at, at 8 o'clock on Friday night. And so. they'll still be released one a week, right. every, and so yeah. they can still. And there's a lot of people who have uh, connected to the Roku and who also are planning on, on getting us from uh, or Chromecast or Amazon Fire, or you can stream uh, to your channel from Xbox. Yeah. Um, and also, of course, we're on Vimeo and YouTube. So there are going to be ways that you can still watch our show because we will release a new show every week. Uh, after this. Before we get started on tonight's special show, I do have an announcement we made last week. I would like to mention it again tonight. Uh, the Christian churches of Brigham City are hosting their sixth annual Church in the Park uh, for 2015, and it's going to be this Sunday on June 28th, and it'll begin at 10.30 a.m., and there's going to be a lot of great music and worship and fellowship and ga games and food and fun, and, and uh, a lot of, of people will be there with great sermon and also a very great speaker. Uh, this is where the different church, the different Christian denominations get together and just yeah. celebrate uh, their their um, their faith, that, that they share the same faith and the same beliefs and there's going to be a lot of people from different areas. You're welcome to come. You don't have to belong to any of those churches to come and you've gone, you've said it's been yes, a wonderful time. Yes, we've been time. a couple of times. It's a, it's a great, uh, great event. Mm -hmm. Good teaching and good yeah. food and fellowship. So I've got uh, obligation at the church I attend so I'm unable to go but uh, it does sound like it's been great. You know, it seems like we could spend a couple of hours just naming every everyone who we'd like to thank um, for helping us with this show this past seven years, but obviously we can't do that. And we don't have time to thank everyone who volunteered, but there is one person that I must thank, and she is Brenda Gorski-Reyes, because without her foresight and without her tenacity and her ideas to get us moving, we would probably still be sitting there 
thumbing up, <laughs> flipping our fingers, wondering how we're going to pull this thing off. But Brenda just, just jumped right in there and she put all of our words to action and spearheaded the initial planning and, and uh, decorating and, and the ideas to get our show on the air. And so wherever you are, Brenda, thank you so very much for doing that. And also for our viewers tonight, we're opening up our telephone lines early. We want to get everybody an opportunity to call in and uh, speak your piece tonight if you would like. We hope that it will be peaceful. Um, you can give us a call anytime starting now. Our number is 801-973-8820-973-TV20. Uh, we are going to be having discussions through the through the show, evening show tonight, so be prepared to, to hang on for a few minutes. It, it wouldn't be for a very very long time but at least until we complete the discussion that you're feel free to call in anytime or leave a message with the operator and we'll read an off-the-air call now Earl um, has been our co-host for a couple of years has yes. it been a couple of years it's I gone mean, quickly yeah it, but it's it been sure enjoyable yeah, it, it's, it's been really and to get the other side uh, you know <laughs> the your viewpoint of some of the polygamous things that go on and, I hope and it's helped the, I hope it's helped I think it's helped a lot of our <laughs> viewers I know it certainly has helped um, some people that I've spoken with but yeah. we do appreciate it and and how how fast it's gone like you said yeah. but uh, you have often talked uh, briefly about what part our show played in your decision My. to leave Mormonism yeah. and we thought that it would be appropriate tonight to invite uh, Earl's wife to come on and just for a few minutes talk to both of them and let them explain to our viewers uh, what part TV20 and Polygamy What Love Is This played in their exit from Mormonism. So I'd like to introduce and welcome Carla Erskine uh, Earl's wife. Thank you. Thank you, Doris. Thank you, Carla, for coming. And I didn't yeah, know you before, kind of but you know, uh, Carla has become a very, very dear friend, and we really enjoy uh, being with each other. And I enjoy Love letting you. you letting your husband be part of our show tonight too. So, um, why don't you just tell our viewers? Um, you first started to investigate. We we have this seventeen-minute. Uh, uh, um, DVD that you did on uh, Heart of the Matter, right? But talk about what part it played in in TV Twenty and this show also played in this. Well, I think the and I probably told this in some way or another uh, before, but the interesting thing was that Carla was taking water aerobics on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and so, from six or in the evening, and so. She would be gone, and I was channel surfing and found Sean McCraney on Heart of the Matter and your show uh, Tuesday night and your show on Thursday night, and I felt very comfortable watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? because I believed in polygamy. I wasn't practicing it as a, a Mormon at the time, of course, but I figured I was going to in heaven, mm -hmm. and so uh, I felt comfortable watching, and as I as I watched and I started learning, I, I could see the kind of confirming with both of those shows, confirming what what the truth really was. Mm -hmm. And so God touched me in some way and slapped me on the face or something, and, and I started learning. And so uh, that's been, um, it was really helpful. It was, it was so uh, good. And I was miserable for a long time and trying to um, learn the truth and really trying to give up, I guess, uh, 65 years but you worth were doing of religion. This, you were doing this alone. Carla wasn't part of it at that time. Yeah, I mm -hmm. kept it all from her. And then finally in uh, February of 2011, she kind of 
cornered me, and I finally shared with her what I had been uh, learning. So you want to share a little bit? <laughs> How did that affect you when you found out that he'd been looking at all this anti-Mormon stuff without well, your knowledge? Well, I didn't see it as anti-Mormon is the interesting thing. I mean, I think that truly polygamy, what love is this, is such an inspired name. I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel guilty as an LDS person to watch it. Oh. And it was quite fascinating. Now, it took me another month or so to get to Heart of the Matter <laughs> with Sean, but um, I think I started watching you right away and it was just amazing. Um, you've had such a huge impact, Doris, on my coming out of the church. And I know I've told you this many times, but I had been doing my own studying and have, was wondering about Joseph Smith. And then when you were on the TV and I started watching, I mean, it just confirmed everything wow. that I had been feeling. But, I mean, I used to get so excited when, I mean, I'd say, Earl, I can't believe that. And then I'd say, Earl, put it on pause. Or I'd say, Earl, rewind. And isn't it sad that as an LDS person, I didn't know my own church right, doctrine. Right. And, yeah. and I learned, I learned most of it from you. Wow. And I hate to say it, but Earl and I call it, that was kind of the bad news. And then... I learned the good news from Bible study with Sean McCraney up at the U. Mm. But and God it, uses all sorts of different yeah, ministries and different right. people and places yeah. to, to yeah. bring us out. Yeah. But initially, it was all the things I learned about the church and my beloved and Joseph Smith. <laughs> and we share, the Mormon church and the polygamy group share the same history. Yeah. We right. share the same Joseph Smith, the same early Mormon doctrines are all believed by both right. groups of people. So. But I, I just learned so much from you, I couldn't believe it. And um, it really solidified a lot of the feelings and the things that I was studying as mm -hmm. I started mm -hmm. coming out of the church. And I appreciate that so much. And I love you and your friendship. <laughs> Thank you. Thank anyway. you so much. And you know, it's, it's such a blessing that the two of you came out together. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, we feel from so what blessed. we've learned from other couples and yeah. their situations. One thing I did want to mention that that you provided, and it's it's kind of ignorant of me not to understand this better. And I don't think most Mormons, active mainstream Mormons, understand this. But when you start, you were teaching insights into the uh, into polygamy, and I think of the different groups, men and their whole scenario of being patriarchs and being mm -hmm. even abusive and, and other things that they have this power. Mm -hmm. Then you have the women who are first women, first wives, second wives, third wives, and what they go through. Yeah. And then you provided insight into young men and what mm -hmm. they deal with in polygamy, being outcasts if they're Some not part them, of yeah. the inside group. And then, of course, lastly, but more importantly, the young women who are oogled and fought over or battled over somehow to get these young women into the polygamy. And we just don't appreciate that, I think, as mainstream Mormons, 
what these polygamists really are going through on a day-to-day -day basis. I, d I don't think so, and I think it's interesting because most LDS people that I've sp spoken to do not like the polygamists. They don't like the polygamy groups. They've called in here and say, we don't pick on other churches. Why do you pick on us? They pick on the polygamy groups horrendously. Yeah. They say horrible things about them, and yet it's their own history. And they expect mm -hmm. to live this yes. in the celestial yes. kingdom. I don't know how they think they're going to get away from the... Yeah the problems that are inherent in polygamy. I do. What's that? I figured that I, that's why I was so interested in watching things on polygamy. I figured that I had the, the right of refusal and that we wouldn't have to live, live right. it if I didn't give my okay. And recently an LDS friend of mine said that very same thing. Yeah, and again, so, they, they, yeah. again, they're changing their doctrine again because mm -hmm. it never used to be that that they, it was a requirement mm -hmm. in order to get into even through the Mormon Church you mm -hmm. had to live polygamy. Well, thank you very much. We have you much bet. more to, to more do guests. tonight. <laughs> yeah, we do, and I appreciate we love you, you coming. Love you too, and thank you for being and sharing with us mm -hmm. and with this show. Thank we, you. We really do appreciate uh, and it. And I'll be back, I guess, in a bit. Sure. Okay. okay. Yes. And you know, we do have tonight a co-director as well uh, as our co-host Earl, and he is someone who uh, is able to deal with any impromptu conversations or events that might take place tonight, which. Um, uh, he does an excellent job and of course I don't think I would be able to handle them as well as he does but um, if you've watched our show very much you will recognize him as the pastor of Main Street Church in Brigham City uh, he is pastor Jim Catlin he's been a guest on our show several times in the past and he's agreed to come and help us tonight so we welcome you to the show and thanks for being here pastor Jim well, that was a quick I snuck a, a in pretty quick. good didn't I <laughs> we we, we may be doing this all through the show tonight, you know. Uh, so here we are, seven Earl, years. Earl's pillow is hot. <laughs> seven long years, seven fast years. Yeah, uh, seven years. Isn't that amazing? Because we were, we were talking in the first week, how are we going to do this for seven weeks? Yeah. Because, you know, at the time it was all about Warren Jeffs, and then Warren Jeffs got in jail, and like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah, and that's so. what kind of what the way we talked. Yeah. But but you've been behind the scenes, you know. You've been right. doing and watching, and, and, and there's been crisis behind the scenes that I didn't know anything about. I found out after <laughs> the show, after and the I show. thought, it's a good thing I didn't know better. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, we uh, ha certainly appreciate all that you've been doing and done, and... and um, the uh, times that you were a guest on the show as well so yeah. I, I just want to thank you for that yeah. but you also are going to assist in the interview of two very special people yes. um, that we will be talking to now the the station uh, with Christian programming here in Salt Lake for several years is TV 20 and uh, it has been an overwhelming job in this oh, this Mormon culture which can sometimes be uh, hostile it took stamina and it took faith and perseverance and just plain common sense to continue to manage this station in this culture. And so I would like to introduce the managers of TV20 who have worked long and hard through the years serving God in this ministry of Christian television in the Utah Mormon culture. I would like to introduce Denny and his wife, Michelle Ermel. Thank you, Denny and Michelle, for Yay. coming. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here, but I much prefer to be behind the scenes. <laughs> I, way, do. Way I do, too, actually. <laughs> 
and you've all been behind the scenes, but it's time yeah. somebody came forward and, <laughs> and and let us thank you for all that you've done well, and, and all. Uh, and, and visibly <laughs> take the blame on the air. <laughs> yeah, take the why blame not? For all. Yeah, exactly. And of course, we'll never forget your love and friendship. They helped us when we first started. You know, yeah. we we came here and you said you can have the show, but you've got to you've got to provide all the help, all, all the volunteer, help. all the camera all people, all the the control people in the tent. That was the most terrifying That's where you part. came in, you because, know. Because yeah, we said, we don't know how to do this. And, <coughs> and you said, well, we'll teach you how to do it. And we still, we're still, you'll find out tonight, we still haven't learned quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was many times that we used to, uh, I used to direct program and my wife, Michelle, ran camera. Drop, drop your microphone there. Well, I don't know how to do these things. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> and there were many times where, where I ran, I directed and she ran camera of just the two of us running. Wow. Wow. Hope we lost it again. Yeah. Saying, well, I, I know Michelle, when, when I used to come down and watch uh, uh, Sean McCraney's show, you were directing uh, behind the cameras at that time. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah, she was floor directing. Yeah, she was yeah. floor directing yeah. at that very time. Simple. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> very simple. So tell us how the station came to be how and how you happened to become the managers of well, the whole thing started with a local pastor here in town back in the mid-90s. Um, he tells me the story. He said he always wanted to be on television, and he would buy time on TV stations, and they would take him off after a period of time. So he said, well, I think I'll just buy my own TV station. Then I can be on. <laughs> and he had the opportunity to buy a station in Ogden. Then he sold that station for a pretty good amount of money, and then he wound up uh, buying a, a Channel 46, which is a low-power station. It was located on top of the Beneficial Life Building, mm. and um, he was going to build a studio and the whole thing, in which he finally did here. And that's where I came in the picture, because I was working, I've been in television and radio for years. In fact, I started when I was about 16 years, years old. and. Um, but I worked for commercial TV for a number of years, and then I went into production at an ad agency, and then I went to a production company, and so I was away from commercial TV. Well, uh, I get a phone call one day at this production company I was working for from an acquaintance of mine and said, um, I have a friend of mine who's a pastor of a church and he got a license for a TV station and he wants to build a studio and he's looking for someone to build it and and uh, to run it for him and, and uh, he kind of asked if I'd be interested. Well, the interesting thing, this shows how God works. For about two months prior to that, I started having aching in my heart to get back in commercial television. I've been away from it for many years, about 25 years, mm. that I worked for production companies and ad agencies. And I just, and in, t on, uh, uh, in the back of my mind was, I think I can build a TV station. I'd like to do it. And this guy calls me on the phone and says, we're looking for somebody to build a station. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that is really incredible. And I asked him more about it. And finally, I thought, maybe I better find out where it is. I thought it'd be in the East Coast or someplace. And we were living in our dream, my wife's dream home in Colorado, up in the mountains, 9,000 foot elevation. Wow. And, and she didn't want to move there and uh, or move away from there. And so all of a sudden, um, I said, hey, where is this place, by the way? <laughs> he stuttered a little bit. And he said, well, um, it's actually in Salt Lake. <laughs> well, I knew nothing about Salt Lake, uh -oh. but I didn't think I wanted to come here. <laughs> and so my wife and I were asked to come out a few times, and we did, and kind of liked the place, although she came 
kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to leave the mountains. So and how long ago was that? When was that? That was in 1999. I came 99. in June of 1999, and just a few weeks after I got here, we had a tornado a right over the building. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that, that was a tornado. Yeah, tornado. Yes. Yeah. And so I thought, well, this is a crazy place to live. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's what happened, and uh -huh. we then built the... So you were the, been the lone Christian um, vo uh, television voice in this culture yeah. for, for many, many years. What was it that, that made you decide that you wanted to offer our, us, our ministry, a television program? Cool. I had picked up a book at Costco, and I can't remember the name of it. It's called Escape. Escape. Escape oh. with Carolyn Jessup. Mm -hmm. Carolyn Jessup. And, yeah. and I read that book, and I gave it to Denny, and I said, you know, asked him to read it, and told him we thought we, th we should read it, and uh, that we needed to expose this. Hmm. It was just so incredible. Mm -hmm. Just had first, our, yeah. my first uh touch with polygamy just didn't have any knowing or understanding about it at all I just couldn't believe it and I had sent you the DVD lifting the veil of polygamy several months before that so that probably connected a little bit with well the it did because we saw you on that DVD <laughs> <laughs> <Surprise>. <laughs> yeah that's and right and then um, we met you in I remember sitting in the back seat of someone's car Sandra Tanner was in the car as well and you had shared um, your heart of, of helping women mm. in polygamy with supplies mm. and just it was just a little conversation we were on our way to channel 20 for you to be on another mm. program no. and um, mm. so interesting that's interesting so then um, when uh, we had read the book okay. and we wanted to explain mm -hmm. it you are the one that came to mind mm -hmm. then because I was a guest in August of '07, um, Sean McCraney oh, had Sean, asked Sandra yeah. and I uh -huh. to be a guest, mm -hmm. so that would have been. That's where, where that's where it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But then we, I remember she called you, and we had this meeting uh -huh. at Mimi's Cafe on State Street, and I figured this has got to be of the Lord because we made it safely through the worst snowstorm I'd ever been in in my life. Our car was fishtailing all over State Street to get there. And I remember that. <laughs> And everybody got there safely God, back if I home again. This, I'll do this. We could survived yeah. it, That's and right. we'd made it. Yeah. In our last couple of minutes, uh, in our conversation, is this uh, now? We you've told us, um, you know, for several weeks that this is going to be the end. At the uh, July first, the new owner was going to take over, but. There's been a kind of a change well, in what's happening. When you deal with the government, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I must, I, uh, let me just explain this. Um, the owner, Connie Whitney, is one of the owners. She's in the audience tonight. She didn't want to come up here, but we do want to appreciate. You, she stood hard for this station. Mm -hmm. And what happened, two out of the three owners, one died and the other became incapacitated, and their children took over, and they had no desire to continue the station, so Connie was outvoted. And that's how the station first went up for sale a number of months ago. And um, the new owners were planning to, they expected this to be done by July 1st, but the FCC has not followed through. They haven't completed the action yet. So, so it might so still go, it, it might still be in your hands? For until, until, 
until a uh, FCC approves until the transaction. When they come back from summer vacation. And when so they get, yeah, when they, yeah. <laughs> so, we hear Jim, it there. what will we do? Uh, well, this is our last live show. This is definitely our last live show. Right. Definitely, definitely our last live show. But, but we're continuing to produce. You've talked about this. You'll see more tonight. And we're producing pre-recorded shows. And uh, that's what we'll show. Some new pre-recorded shows and some old favorites. So uh, mm -hmm. we may show some of the feature-length things we've done, like lifting the veil, which we haven't done for a mm -hmm, while, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, so there'll be stuff here. So as, as long as until the sale takes place, we will still offer polygamy. What love is this programming? But it will be older programs. Older, older programs, okay. 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 But the best. The best. The best. Oh, yeah, the best. The but we, we will still be showing our broadcast shows on the internet as we've been planning on new forward. shows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Okay. Very yep. good. Right. Okay. Well. I want to thank you so much for coming, and cool. we do appreciate your friendship, your love, your fellowship, and all that you've done to help us. And your patience years. with us. Oh, yes. my gosh. And yes. we just feel the same way. <laughs> we just love the ministry. And that's what uh, Connie has said, and that's been our whole desire to win people to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's been the whole thrust of the station. And we just are really thankful for the many, many souls that have been saved through the ministries that are on this station. And you've had a lot of good programs and that have accomplished. Lord had blessed that, it, blessed it a whole lot, and we're yeah. Yeah. so we thank you for we thank you for coming all the way from Brigham City every you know, week. You know we I, couldn't have done this. You know what I figured out? This is the analytic in me. Uh, in the last seven years, we've traveled over forty thousand miles. Wow! Coming here to do the show. Wow! So, yeah. We could be in France instead. You could have. I don't know how far that is. Three times. But. Well, you wouldn't but understand been, their language. Yeah, you probably <laughs> wouldn't. So this is... <laughs> the, the culture would be foreign. Like it is here. But yeah. Is here. But thanks. I, I want to add my thanks yeah. to you. You've been very patient with us, just kind of holding our hands through this. And well, it's just been, been a delight getting to know both of you. You've been beautiful to work with. And you've helped us a lot, too, with your technical mm -hmm. knowledge. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's been a wonderful time. Absolutely. And we're yeah. going to miss you guys very much. God bless you. Thank God you. Bless you too. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate your coming. And uh, we do have some calls in, and while we're waiting uh, for our next guest to come up on the stage, uh, we will answer on line one. Whoops. Line one, Robert from Evanston. Are you there, Robert? Yes, I am. Okay, you're on the air. I wanted to take and thank you for your uh, program and so forth and uh, being a Did we lose I don't know if we went through or not. <laughs> uh, well, we have appreciated all of our viewers and we thank you for being a caller and for watching our show and we have enjoyed the adventure. <laughs> Are you there? Yes. Okay. I just uh, sound like you're wrong long ways, but, uh, you know, it's given me some uh, insight that I didn't know about the church. I'm a convert back in 67, and since you've been presenting this program along with all what's his, and uh, I'm fixing to uh, leave the church myself, so I'm gathering my information from what I see from yours and his, mm -hmm. just so I get something to search through. And that, that uh, I think you've done a great service to our uh, communities, including up here in Evanston, and uh, presenting the Lord's work for everyone to search it out for themselves, look at the Bible, and uh, like I had a home teaching friend put the book of Mormon over the Bible, and 
a reverse for a round on him and says the Bible comes first, not the Book of Mormon. That's right. That is the Word of God. Yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you very much, and uh, you're in your company, and I'll have a nice evening to you. And tell her how I'll find you. Thank, thank you. you again. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. We do appreciate it. We always good to hear those kinds of, of stories. And we reached to Evanston. Isn't that good news? Yeah, We've Evanston. always known that, but it's mm -hmm. another state. Well, yeah, and we <laughs> have, we've gotten a few calls up there, not a yeah. lot, but we've yeah. had a few calls from, from yeah. Evanston. We have an off-the-air statement. Myrna says she appreciates Earl and Carla so much. May God bless them, and we certainly feel with that. Our next guest up here, we are asking Pastor Dan, if you would please come. Um, we want to talk about uh, ministry in Mormon, Utah. Uh, we know that Joseph Smith taught that Christianity was an abomination with, um, and that their ministers were corrupt. Even in the Mormon temple ceremony, Christian pastors have been referred to uh, to minister as being ministers or servants of Satan. Out of literally dozens of early Mormon quotes condemning Christian pastors, we want to quote one example of something that Orson Pratt said when he preached that only the Mormons were right, and I want to quote. All other churches are entirely destitute of all authority from God, and any person who receives baptism or the Lord's Supper from their hands will highly offend God, for he looks upon them as the most corrupt people. Now this has been the general view of biblical Christian and Christianity by Mormonism since before Brigham Young ever brought the pioneers to Salt Lake City. Actually, it's the unbiblical doctrine and those who claim to be the only true church who offend God. Being a Christian pastor in Utah can be challenging and difficult. In fact, many have actually suffered persecution at the hands of zealous members of Mormonism. Through the past several years, we've had Pastor Jim and Pastor Dan Mamatella. Thank you for coming, you. Dan. And you've both been on guests on the show several times. We've had some very interesting conversations. And for those who would like to rewatch uh, any of the shows, you can go onto our website and find the shows to rewatch them. So what we wanted to do is just take a few minutes to thank you, uh, thank you for being on the show, and to talk maybe what it has been like serving God in Mormon, Utah, how many years each of you have served, and what specific challenges you've faced in doing this. Uh, we I see who goes first. Here, we can do uh, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Well, it's been very challenging. Very interesting, though, because uh, we got to, I got to learn a lot mm. um, that I didn't know about the LDS community. I didn't know what they were teaching, to start with. We knew that they were a cult, and that's about it. But I didn't know uh, that uh, in their ceremony, for example, mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the temple that... And you learned a lot really fast, didn't you? Very fast. <laughs> and uh, especially I found out I was the son of Cain. Although I must say that, uh, you know, I... Uh, the race relations here in Utah are pretty good. Yeah, uh, that much, yeah. much we must say. But I was. Did you understand what they meant when they said you were a son of Cain first time? I, I did not understand what they meant, yeah. and I was I was shocked and I yeah. was hurt. After I, later on, I talked to Doris and some of the people at the church. They said, "Well, it means <laughs> that uh, you are a descent. You are cursed, cursed," and yeah. that was a yeah. shocking. But I think the very difficult thing that we face is the redefinition yes. of terms. They redefine... Things don't mean what they mean. They don't mean yeah. what they mean. And uh, Bill yeah. McKeever and Johnson, they did a good job in, with this. But 
they uh, if I say eat eat would entail at least putting food in the mouth chewing it and swallowing it. They would be eat. And everybody knows what eat means. Mm -hmm. Except they would say eat for you is sit. And that's very difficult to carry <laughs> on a yes, conversation it, it like is. that. And you get messy too. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. And I think they do, do it on purpose. Men like um, Bob Millet, he knows exactly. He's a professor yeah. he at the university. He knows what he's doing. And he's leading men astray. And he's adding to the word of God. I, I know this because uh, here in Utah, I mean, they speak so many languages. You know why? Because the missionaries go all over the place. Mm. They know what translation means. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but when it comes to the Bible, that's not what it means. Right. For you, it means the other. So that's very difficult to minister or to even carry on a... Yeah, and I'd follow into that. One of the things that frustrated me when I first came here 11 years ago. But mm. also, there is this, there is this uh, tactic Yes. in the Mormon community, especially with the, with the missionaries, to look as much like you as possible. Yes. And so I would have my first conversations and it, it'd be, mm. it'd be, I'd be interested in cutting to some real good content, doctrine, and every time I'd say something they'd say, well, we believe that too. Right. And I think, well, no, I'm pretty sure you don't. <laughs> yes. Because they redefine. So how can you talk to someone when you're trying to, when trying to tease apart the differences yes. respectfully when they're constantly saying, well, that's what we do, and that's who we are. And that, so that's, that's a constant dance that's a hard yeah, thing to it is. deal with. I, I'm hoping, personally, that just like Reagan many years ago, he said, one year he said, this is a year of the Bible. Mm. I and many other believers here are hoping there would be a time when the leader of the Mormon church would get up and say, this year is the year of the Bible. Not yeah. picking and choosing pieces right. of it. We are right. going to study Amen. just the Bible yeah. the whole year. We're going to be reading and then we can have some uh, conversation. Some good conversation. Actually, you know, one thing I quote yes. a lot, talking to Grant Palmer years ago and Grant was Grant was frustrated because there was very little Jesus in the Mormon church. Mm. And so at the end of the, I think it was a KRCL interview, they asked him, well, if you could change something in the Mormon church, what would you change? And he says, well, in our, our Sunday school rotations, we do the four standard works one a year until we come back around again. So, you know, so it's Doctrine and Covenants, Book of Mormon program. Yeah. And so he says, well, I would change it. I like the four-year schedule. But what I would do is year one, I'd do Matthew. Mm -hmm. Year two, I'd do Mark. There you go. Luke three, John, there and, you then, go. and then Luke and John. And then, and then the fourth year, we'd, fifth year, we'd start all over again. Yes. And he said, you know, I, frankly, he said, until the Mormon church puts a lot more Jesus into the church, I don't know how long I'll stay there. So that, that's that, my desire that maybe Jesus will show up in the church and, and that's change why, everything. That's why they misunderstand us. They misunderstand this program, yeah. any other program that's out there. Because they think we hate Mormons. No, but all no, no. we want is, hey, let's talk about the let's same thing. Right. Let's talk about the Bible at least one year. Begin that. We didn't ever study the, the Bible one year, the entirety of the year. But they, uh, so, but they measure the Bible up against their their other scriptures, and if the Bible doesn't fit their scriptures, then they reject what the Bible says. So there, right, there would have to be right. a new way to study it. There would be a new way to study it. But, but that, I know that exactly what you're saying, but what happens is that, uh, like, like as um, mm -hmm. Michael Wilder suggested, when someone sits down and actually reads one of the Gospels, yes. for instance, with their eyes, yes, indeed. without their glasses on, yes. just yeah. reading for what's there, right. and like Micah said, I just fell in love with the Jesus that I found there. Yeah. So, yes. so that's what I'm hoping, and that's what our recommendation what all the time is, is yes. just read a Gospel, read it from front to back, it's not yes. that long, it's much shorter than the Book of Mormon. So yes, indeed. Do, do a Gospel, and uh, you know, Jesus, you'll be surprised. Jesus, in John 17, he prayed, he says, Sanctify them by your word. By your word. 
right. your word is truth. If they go read that Bible, somehow they will find what and it's mm -hmm. sharper than yeah. any two-edged yeah. sword. Yes, and it's always, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and his word won't come word. back void. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor well, Dan, thank for coming. Thank you, Jim. We're at our mid-short break now, so we're going to teach our viewers how to watch us on the Internet <laughs> through our mid-short break. This is good. So we want to thank you who uh, have called in. Our phone lines are open if you want to call in, 801-973-8820. And you can uh, ask your questions or make some comments if you would like. And we are going to show you now about a two, two-and-a-half-minute clip on uh, how to connect to your TV to the internet so you can continue to watch our shows on your television set. While we are all sad that our time with TV20 is coming to an end, there's really no need to fret about losing our programming. Because guess what? We are all living in the 21st century. And even though we may not all have debt packs, we do have the internet. And we also have these handy little gadgets that help us watch streaming video right on our TVs. This is a Roku stick. It's one of a number of devices that you can use to bring our programming right into your television. But with prices as low as $39, the Roku device is our favorite. Why? Because with Roku, we have our very own dedicated channel for polygamy, What Love Is This? And Roku makes access to our programming as easy as pie. So, how does it work? It's simple. Once your Roku is set up with your television and your internet, you can pick and choose from the thousands of different channels that Roku makes available. And a lot of them, like ours, are completely free of charge. Adding our channel to your own personal list of Roku channels is super easy. You just zip on down to the search feature using your handy little remote control that comes with your device and begin typing in the name of our channel. Polygamy, what love is this? You probably won't need to go any further than the first four or five letters because, let's face it, Roku doesn't have many programs about polygamy. Aha! See? There's our channel. Just use your remote to select it, add it to your list, and you're ready to go. Once you have our channel in your system, you can watch from more than 300 episodes that we've produced over the course of eight seasons so far. Everything from our pilot episode back in 2008 complete with its memorable pink backdrop and stunning thrift store furnishings, to our latest episodes and all their cinematic sophistication. They're all just a click away on Roku. And starting in July of 2015, we are releasing a new episode every Thursday in full HD, so pop some popcorn, sit down, and join us each week. Don't have Roku? That's okay. There are lots of devices you can use to watch our programs on your TV. Anything that allows you to bring YouTube or Vimeo onto your TV will do the trick with just a little bit of finagling. And as always, you can still watch our programming on YouTube, Vimeo, and from our website using your computer, laptop, or mobile device. Well, that's it. We look forward to seeing you again each week on Roku TV and the World Wide Web. Well, we do hope that that helps uh, those who don't know how to hook up your TV to uh, other devices to to pull channeling channel or to um, stream programs from your computer to your television. 
tonight's not a very good night, I'm sorry to say. But anyway, we want to thank you for coming back and watching Polygamy What Live Is This after the break. Uh, the clip that you just saw is also on our website. You can go there and watch uh, that over again. And if you don't know how to do this, if you're not familiar with electronics, you can call a nephew or a neighbor <laughs> or a grandson or granddaughter or somebody that will be able to help you. It's really very simple, very simple. Um, to do it. And that way you will be able to continue to watch both my show and um, the Ex-Mormon Files with Earl Erskine. Our new format will continue to answer viewer comments from Facebook, from our website, and share appropriate emails. So please continue to send us your questions and your comments that you may have from each one of the shows that we do post on the internet. And of course you can still email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com with your comments about our shows. You can also find Polygamy What Love Is This on Facebook. Uh, does Ex Mormon Files have a Facebook um, site? Uh, uh, they have a website. Website, right, exmormonfiles.com. Okay, and of course all our shows will, uh, all the past shows are still on the internet and will remain there as well as um, Earl's shows. And like we said, we will continue to tape weekly shows and show them on YouTube, Vimeo, Roku channel every Thursday night new show will be uh, released every Thursday as we've been doing. There are hundreds of people to remember and to thank for their participation in this production of our show from the very first show to the last one. But we and we can't, of course, like I said, thank everybody, but all the volunteers who have come, they've proven their love for the Lord by coming without uh, get, receiving a penny for their work. They've come faithfully every week and helped, and we thank them all very much. We want to thank all of our guests who have come. Some have been afraid to sit in front of the camera, and yet they've done it anyway. We want to thank those who have shared their expertise, many from polygamy who shared their pain and their journey out of polygamy. Those who discovered the truth about Jesus alone uh, is all that's necessary for celestial glory. And we want to thank all of our brave guests uh, who, who, uh, out of fear, even though their family may dis, uh, you know, uh, shun them, they still came and shared their story. And the pioneer of Mormon research wasn't able to be here tonight, but she will never be forgotten. And we've had her on our show several times, and we thank Sandra Tanner for her work, her integrity, and humility in sharing the truth. We also want to thank Bill McKeever. He's also done a lot of research and ministry to this culture and he's been our guest several times as well sharing his expertise on the subject of Mormonism and Mormon polygamy and doctrine. Dennis and Rowney Higley and we have websites for each of these uh, that we want to put up on the screen but the Higleys also have shared and responded to Seekers of the Truth and uh, you can go like I say to these websites uh, for these ministries and find out information about polygamy, about the Mormon culture and I don't know Earl if you used <laughs> any of these websites when you were first constantly, looking yes. constantly on not there. A, not initially. I was a little reluctant to get too far astray. In I just stayed in, in Book of Mormon and Book uh -huh. of Abraham and stuff, but uh, eventually I got to those and Grant Palmer's book and Grant some Palmer's other things. Book. Yeah. And, and I started thinking about all the guests you've had, and yeah. there's just a tremendous list of people that... Uh, that I started thinking There's been about. There's a lot, a lot yeah. of guests God's provided. I don't know if you'll touch on these, but maybe you will. I apologize, but mm -hmm. Dorothy Catlin, you know, she's yeah. dressed up a few times as a pioneer, as uh, a polygamous doing woman. Doing Joseph Smith's wives, yeah, right. uh huh, yeah, and she'll yeah. continue to do that for our new format. Yeah. So yeah. we'll do that from time to time too. Uh, you know, our intended audience uh, for our show 
uh, was always first the polygamist, second the Mormons, yeah. and third anybody who wanted to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and so we focused most everything on the polygamy aspect, but of course Mormonism is involved with what polygamy is, and yeah. so that was our second audience. Um, the Main Street Church of Brigham City has been a huge supporter uh, and, and help with our ministry, and you know, they, they've traveled, volunteers traveled 120 miles round trip every Thursday night to come and help. And again, it was not a penny. They did this out of the, the love of their heart. We want to thank especially the creative genius of Scott Johnson who produced the introduction scenes as well as the mid-show breaks and information messages uh, through the years, the Hagar Home video, the Lifting the Veil of Polygamy video, the Unveiling Grace video. Uh, he's a true man of God. He's filled with creativity that God gave him and he uses it so well. Words cannot express our appreciation of him. And Mill Creek Church in Salt Lake City, Pastor Dan was just here. They have been faithful to lift me and this ministry up in prayers. We uh, weekly, daily to God's throne for his blessing and God has answered those prayers. So thanks to Pastor Dan and Amy, his wife, who have given unconditional love and massive amounts of their time in support of this ministry. And Jim and, and Dorothy, like you yes, mentioned, yeah. uh, and they you know they brought funny to and sometimes we needed funny <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, we have um, a, a call coming in now and then Jim I think is going to do some uh, some audience uh, talk so Please anyway stop. line two we have Martin calling from Salt Lake City hello Martin you're on the air yes I was uh, reading an article in the newspaper recently about a man by the name of Sam Brower Yes. And he's been following Warren Jess, and he's done a fine job of exposing Warren Jess as a dictatorship uh, here in the United States, uh, in, in, in sorry, uh, you know, down the Four Corners area. And I think he's doing a neat job trying to help these, these men get their children back from that compound. Uh, and uh, so they, he was reading about Warren Jess, and he was. And somebody was comparing him to a hero, uh, like in the, th the Third Reich, because of trying to win this dictatorship uh, over, over human beings. What do you think about that? Uh, now, who was, uh, who was being compared uh, to Hitler? Uh, uh, Warren Jeff. Oh, war well. Warren Jeff, because of, of, of him controlling and uh, the, the people in the polygamy compounds, and they've been doing it for years and years well, and years, well, and, and then uh, taking control of the people's children, yeah, some of the fathers, the, that's people, what he did. the fathers get kicked out of the compound. That's what Warren Jeffs did. When children were born in the FLDS, uh, Warren Jeffs taught that the children belonged to the priesthood. They did not belong to the parents, and the priesthood had full control over the children. And they would take families and split them apart. They would send the father or the mother off and keep the children, and the mother or father couldn't see the children ever again. And that's what was going on these past couple of weeks down there that, that you've read about Sam Brower, where they were helping to reunite some of the children with the parents. It's been a very difficult thing. Sam Brower's done a lot of good work down there. He wrote a book called Prophets Pray. If anybody has, has not read that and is interested in the subject, that would be a very good book. And it's also um, produced, been produced into a documentary film, wow. which I'm really excited <coughs> to see is that, that P-R-E-Y? P-R-E-Y, Prophets right. Pray. So yes, I, I, I would agree that Warren Jeffs is, can easily be compared to Adolf Hitler. 
although he didn't put him in gas chambers, he did almost as bad in some of the things he's done. Oh, okay. Thank you for taking my comments, and I've always appreciated the show. Thank you for calling. We appreciate and your call. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Bye. Okay, we only have a few minutes left for people who want to call in and make any comments about uh, our show these past few years or even for tonight. Um, did you have anybody that you wanted to, to talk to? Okay, we've got some emails to read then. Uh, actually, you know, we've got I'd several that we hadn't read yet. I was going to mention, though, that there are a lot of people that watch that don't call in. and that, uh -huh. uh, that, So I'm, I'm constantly told about when I go to different churches and so on that people are saying uh, how much they enjoy polygamy, what love is this. So I know you're affecting people, and I, I, I'm sure you've heard a lot from hopefully polygamous groups, too, that they're getting, and that's, getting the message. That and was our whole purpose, is yeah. to bring the biblical truths to polygamists, yeah. that they don't have to do what they're doing to please yeah. God. Uh, polygamy never was God's plan, and polygamy still is not God's plan. And that's the whole purpose, to bring out what polygamy was all about. When we brought out the, the origins of polygamy from early Mormonism, and all the quotes of all those early polygamists, and some of the horrible things that they said yeah. and the practices that they did anybody that knows God the biblical God would know that the doctrine of polygamy could not come from God well the thing that was surprising to me is how much it stayed hidden Joseph Smith hid it from Emma mm -hmm. for many many years he was involved in different things going on into the 1830s and 40s, kept it from her, and then when he finally did share it, he threatened her with it and, and said that she had to live it. And then the Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, actually denied the practice of polygamy, mm -hmm. and that wasn't even changed until what, in the 1870s Eight, yeah, or something? Yeah, 1879, I think. Until then, the Doctrine and Covenants taught the world that Mormons don't practice polygamy, and yet we know in the 1840s and 50s they were very much practicing Well, they came polygamy. out publicly in 1852, after they came to Salt Lake, publicly came out with polygamy doctrine, that that was when <coughs> Orson Pratt uh, preached yeah. in the tabernacle, that it was now an official Mormon doctrine. And then your stories about <coughs> people going to England missionaries going to England and telling them uh, and not admitting to polygamy and inviting these people yes. to come back yes. and to get the women and the men to come back here and then they find out that they are practicing polygamy and it broke their hearts the, the deception yeah. the, the lying that, and uh, and so many of them wanted to go back to England but they were broke they had spent every dime they had come. there was no way that they could go back and yeah, so they were so stuck yeah. yeah yeah very very stuck okay well let's uh, well we've got another call on line three, we have Patty calling from Roy. Hello, Patty. Yes. Hello, yes. You're on. Oh, the hello. Patty, you need to turn your volume down on your TV. It's down. Okay. You're on the air. Thank you. Hi, Doris. Hi. I just uh, wanted to make a comment. I I left uh, Mormonism about three years ago. Um, through like. Uh, out of my eight children, five of them became Christians, and I'm like, what is going on? In the process, uh, I have a son who was convicted, well, yeah, went to trial, was convicted of a crime that is trying to be appealed at this time, but in the process, God found him. He left the church as a teenager and really became atheist mm -hmm. because he just couldn't live the lie. Mm -hmm. And so I watched this boy, God transform his life, and he really just taught me, and helped me um, in the process of finding God, 
And I went to visit him in prison about a year and a half ago, and he says, Mom, go up to the desk and get a Book of Mormon. And I said, really? He says, yes, Mom, please go get one. He says, the other day, I was praying about something, like, in the New Testament, it says, if people love the darkness more than the light, God gives them the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, open to the book of Ether. And as I was opening, um, I said, oh, my goodness. Isn't ether a drug? What kind of a, like a mind-numbing drug? Wow, a I never pain. thought of that before. Anyway, he said open to ether. It was either eight or ten, either eight or ten uh, chapter, and he had me go down to where it talked about Akish and the secret combinations. And he got to the point where he says, "Now read these verses," and it talks about how oaths were administered of old. Hmm. And because of those oaths, they kept people in darkness yes. so that others would get power and gain over them. And he says, Mom, who does oaths? Yeah. The Masons, the Mormons. The, right. And he says, Mom, this is hidden, so real. Hidden and you secret. Know, yep. spiritual warfare. And so he says, people need to be aware of what they're doing and what they're participating in. And it's right there in the book of Ether. And so I thought, that is so amazing how God shows us where all this comes from. So I just wanted to share that for anybody who might be searching and wondering, have the courage to go to God and say, please release me and open my eyes to your truth. So I just wanted to make that Thank comment. Thank you, Patty. Today. Very Thanks, interesting Patty. comments. Thank you for your show. Very I good. just really have loved it. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Good night. I just have a brief comment. Can I uh, make this? I know yes. we're really short on time. Yes. I wanted to. I want to let people know who are watching. There's a lot of clunking in the background because we're having gelato ice cream here for ourselves in a few minutes from Sweetly, which is run by our friend Francesco Amendola, and and there's the address. Wow. And, uh, we just oh. want to let you know it's the best stuff you can ever put in your mouth. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So, so, uh, so we want to just go. thank him for uh -huh. bringing this, and that's the noise in the background in case you wonder what's going on. <laughs> So we're going to have some treats after the show treats. is over to celebrate our final show. And we want to thank him for, uh, his name is Francesco, Francesco. And thank you, Francesco, for bringing us the gelato to share. Okay, we have on line one, Brent calling. Hello, Brent. Hello. Yes, you're on the air, Brent. Yes. Make it quick, please, because we're getting towards uh, the end. What right, I'll be I'll only ask like one question. Okay. Okay, please, hurry. Brent? Yes? Yes, please ask your question. Hi, um, the question is if there is, um, in the Quran, the, um, the question is this, Muhammad believes that he's the last prophet ever to ever come, and that basically is a statement from the, well, the Quran, okay. and if another prophet was to arise, what do you think would be the outcome in the whole... Islamic world of a prophet was to come and he was a proven prophet and and, and, and okay. how this would not only affect that faith but the Mormon faith as well because their prophet is well their prophet <laughs> and there's a lot of people that are okay we we've got to hurry Brent we got to hurry I'm sorry needs to read uh, Hebrews 1 1 <laughs> yeah read Hebrews 1 1 Brent yeah. uh, for all of our viewers read Hebrews 1 1 or 1 1 through Four, I think yeah. would be very good. So we are uh, at the close of our show. Uh, we have one caller that wasn't able to get through. We thank you, Lynn, for calling. You can leave a message with the operator if you like. Thank you 
Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you viewers. We do appreciate your coming. Uh, so this is the end of God's allotted seven years for us on TV20. But really, this isn't the end. It's just the beginning of another chapter. We have thanked many people during the show tonight, and now I want to thank our viewers and all of those who have participated in our telephone calls and wrote emails, because without you, this wouldn't even have been. Some have expressed how wrong it is for both Earl and myself to go public with our discovery that Joseph Smith and all of Mormonism is false. But according to them, we should just leave our religion quietly and go away in silence. But our answer is always Ephesians chapter 5.11 has says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And we have exposed all the false doctrines that Joseph Smith brought into his Mormonism. We want to thank and praise most of all Jesus Christ who has always been God, but he humbled himself and he became a man and he let wicked man nail him to the cross and he used that evil for good by offering forgiveness of sin and saving anybody who will stop trusting their own religious works, who will toss out all temple worship, all polygamy and everything else and just follow Jesus alone. And those who trust polygamy as a means into celestial glory, we have this question. If polygamy could save you from your sins, why did Jesus die for your sins on the cross? And we are all excited for all those who have rejected polygamy and Mormonism and have embraced Jesus Christ instead. Of course, now you can no longer call us on this show, but you can always call upon God, and we want to give you his phone number. It's Jeremiah 33 Three. See you on the internet and thanks for watching Polygamy. What love is this? Goodbye. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy. What love is this? This program is a production of a Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.